There. Okay, sounds I good. I freaking love this game. It's really fun. This is It's like a true amazing. sandbox. It's amazing. But with a story. I yes, don't know, it's so it's good. It's amazing. Yeah, um it. this is this is a top 10 for me already game of all time. I freaking love it. You got to redo your top 25 I know. tweet. I got to redo it already. already. It, it's that already I got like I got to yoink out uh <laughs> what was at the end of that? I think I can't remember. I think Journey was, but how can I kick Journey out? Journey's I know too good. you got to kick something else out. I got to find something else. Welcome back to the State of the Ark podcast. My name is Mike. My name is Kason. This is episode two of our Outer Wilds analysis. Today we're covering, well, we're going to try to. I don't know if we'll get through it, but the Hourglass Twins and Brittle Hollow. That's what we had talked about exploring this week. Sweet names. Yeah, really cool names. Um, I, I I really still don't think that I've seen everything on these <laughs> planets. I just don't. I, I doubt <laughs> I have either. Um, the concept of the twins is really it's cool. It's awesome. It's really cool. It's awesome. Uh, but it kind of makes me wonder, like, oh, man, is there some place that you have to be so fast as soon as you wake up and you go there <laughs> as quick as you possibly can? That's like a cave that gets filled up with sand before yep. you realize... On uh, what's the other twin called? Um, Ember. Ember twin. Yep. Yep. I just wonder that. I, I believe there is, um, like the lake bed specifically. I think that's yeah, what fills up, that's right, like yeah. first. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, but what was interesting is I spent so much time exploring those caves and uh, kind yeah. of the ruins of the Nomai. I did that for so many runs in a row that there was one where I went there and I was just like, I'm just going to kind of float in orbit around this planet and look at the surface. And there was like so much stuff there too <laughs> that I was like, oh man, I would have. So if you don't, if yeah. you don't think about that, there's like a lot you can miss. So we're going to do our best to cover what we saw and like try to yeah. put things together. I've got, you know, all of the sort of Nomai uh, scrolls and, and writings yeah. and things like that here as well. Um, but I think these two planets were a pretty good place to start in terms of putting together what happened. Because this is two of the pods that escaped That's from right, the... Yeah the whatever was pulling in their oh, main the vessel, ship the vessel yeah. yeah that's right two of these pods escaped and one of them landed on the twins and one of them landed on brittle hollow and yeah. they, they had they kind of started little cities yeah. on these planets so there's a lot of nomai stuff maybe i don't know how dense the other planets and things are but these seem to be fairly dense in terms of like yeah what you can discover from the nomai but um i played uh brittle hollow first and uh, coming to the twins, I did have that feeling that like, oh, this is, this is stuff that I should have known about first uh, before I started reading about the stuff on Brittle Hollow. Yeah, um, I just it kind of felt like, oh, we're going backwards now. It was a lot of good context. Yeah, um, but I I would think that maybe t- the twins is the better place to start. Now. That is that is where I started yeah. because and my thought was just I'm going to go outward yeah. from the sun. I'll go to the closest thing to it first, and I'll work my way backwards. Um, so I just ended up going there first and it was like, oh dude, I didn't get nearly all the way through that. Go again, go again, go again. And I, I just, I don't I must've gone there like 30 oh. times. <laughs> what I know about, gosh, 30, man, that's like 10 hours. <laughs> uh, maybe it's not quite that much, but know. it felt like that. 11 hours. Um, 
think, looking at the planets and the way that they kind of progress, um, and the way that there's the hint of maybe like another planet, which we find out here, mm-hmm. that's like planet X. <laughs> that's <laughs> well, you wouldn't call it planet X anymore though, because even in our solar system, because Pluto was a planet, and then they said planet X because X means ten. But yeah. if Pluto's not a planet anymore, then planet X becomes nine. Planet nine. Yeah. Planet I I X. Yeah. Yeah. I just now realized that. But anyways, <laughs> there's this theorized extra planet out there somewhere. And there's also that um, that um, one, the one with all the thorns or whatever. Oh, um, Dark Bramble. Dark Bramble, I think is which seems, yeah. seems to be kind of like late game stuff. So if we're, uh, the idea of working out from the inside out makes sense as you get to the Brambles and then there's a hidden planet. Like yeah. it makes sense to do it that way. Yeah. Um, and I can't remember why I did Brittle Hollow first. I think it was closer. It probably is. I mean, yeah. everything is pretty close. Like yeah, you it doesn't can get take that long. In less than a minute in most places. Yeah, it's so fun. I love it. Um, but I, I kind of couldn't help myself. I ended up getting so curious about when you wake up and you see yeah. around the gas giant, there's a structure there that, that emits that blue yep. orb of energy or whatever it is. So I went there, even though we're not going to talk about that this week, and I spent time... It's relevant to what you discovered ...chasing here. around that moon that <laughs> is going around to different planets. The lantern or... Oh, uh, that, the phantom moon. Yes, the, the quantum the, moon. The quantum moon. Yeah. That, I was like, I've seen what that a is this times. thing? It just... You fly yeah. through it, and you then it disappears. It. And yeah. like, wh- how, did, how do you even... Ex- what is this? How do I explore this? <laughs> it's an astral so, projection. there's probably more time I could have spent on the content we were actually covering, but I just couldn't. Like, I was too curious about other things. <laughs> so, I don't know. Let's well, get started with... Hey, we'll do a few episodes. So. Uh, get started here with Hourglass Twins. So, okay. it's it's a binary... The binary planets that orbit very closely together, right? And there's this yeah. transfer of sand. Uh, maybe, I don't know what the... I don't know how you describe it. It's kind of like a, a tidal system that sends... The sands from one to the other, back yeah. and forth, kind of like an hourglass. That I wonder how you would explain that. If it's a tidal system, you would think that there would be a moon or something that influences the gravity. Um, but I, I've seen something similar to this in like a binary star system, where one star is like eating the material yeah. of another star. It's like, it's like pulling its material. It's a its little material bit in. higher gravity. Yeah, it's pull, yeah, pulling. And then that that process of pulling is going to slowly ramp up and get faster and faster and faster until it just yeah. it just completely cannibalizes the other star. Um, but in terms of planets, I wonder about this. Yeah, like how this actually works. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool though because you can see like the – it's almost like there's a, a bar of sand in between the two. And as the planets rotate on their own, the sand is just going, you know. And yeah. so you can see it just like depositing or um, taking away sand depending on which uh, one you're at. And yeah. it just kind of – have you ever gone inside of it? Inside of the, the, sand, the, sand, the sand tunnel beam? thing? Yeah. No, I haven't done that yet. Okay. You can, and you don't <laughs> die immediately. You can die doing that, but you don't die immediately when you do that. So mm. I encourage everybody to do it. To try it. Give it a it's, shot. It is a way, if you can control yourself, it's a way to get from one planet to the other. Oh, I see. Uh, because you just it just carries you. Just like... It's like um, Final Fantasy VIII, dude. The freaking monsters that get like launched. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> from the moon, like <laughs> down right. to the planet. It is very similar <laughs> what to is, that. What, the, what do they call lunar that? Lunar cry. Lunar the cry. Lunar cry. Yeah. yeah, the lunar cry. Um. So yeah, uh, I went here first. Maybe we should talk about 
the traveler the, dude who's here because oh he's playing the drums yeah i figure that's probably the best is his name is like it's not cert is it it's something no, like church church yeah yeah Chirt. um church is uh chilling out there i i figure that from now on what i'll probably do is find the traveler of the planet and talk to them as the first thing i do at a new planet I, that's what exploring. I've been doing. Yeah. yeah. I think Whenever that's the I best get way there, I it. use the sound scope and I'm just like, hey, I, cause I have no idea what to do. No idea where to go. I just try to like find that person as quick as possible. Yeah. And using the sound scope, you can do it pretty, pretty easily. I think that they do a pretty good job of giving you hints of where to get started or what things are important to look for first. Um, I did not do that for this planet. So I explored a ton of it first and then found him way later. <laughs> that's um, funny. <laughs> so, like, I had already found all the, uh, you know, Nomai ruins. I had explored much of what's underground first. Um, I found that little, I don't want you to call it, like, observe it. It's not really an observatory, but it's it's on the surface of the Ember Twin, and it has, like, on the ground, it's like it, the, the rotation of the planets kind of going oh, around on these little yeah. tablets. That yeah. is the coolest thing. Yeah. That was <clears throat> wild. Um, There was like a, a ball kind of... Um, yes. Anyways, there's a thing to do there. But yeah, that's right. That's crazy. And this is where I... Because I, I had seen this quantum moon before moving around to different yeah. planets. But this is where I really figured out, oh, it, it's that's what this thing is. Because you'll observe it. You'll turn away and then it'll and disappear. But you can watch it swing around to a different place in this little whatever this thing is called, observatory yeah. thing. Um, so I was like, okay, that's nuts. That, okay, so it's different from what I thought you were talking about. Um, I was thinking of something else, but I did go to that place too. Yeah, it's kind of like a map of the whole solar system. Yes, right. And it's a way that they can kind of predict where everything's going. Quantum moon locator, I think is what it's saying. Yeah. It is here. It's on the south pole of the Ember Twin lies the quantum moon locator, a device built by the Nomai to locate and track the quantum moon. On the device itself are a set of concentric rings with five different symbols, each depicting a different celestial body in the solar system. Each yeah. symbol points towards its respective planet. The fifth symbol uh, shows the location of the quantum moon and yeah. which body it is currently orbiting, moving to align with the corresponding symbol. Nearby is a small Nomai ruin with information regarding the device. It's noted by the Nomai that uh, it's noted by the Nomayan can be observed that the moon disappears without a trace from the five markers with the locator being unable to find it. The Nomai correctly surmise that this, that there must be a sixth location the moon can yep. travel to. Yeah. That was planet, crazy. planet VI. Yeah. Whatever that thing is. Very good. <laughs> um, yeah. so yeah. So yeah, let's, I guess let's start with Chert. He talks yeah. about how this is one of the best places in the solar system to yep. look at the the sun. You know, well, like yes, notice. <laughs> front row seat, like literally front row seat. Yeah. Also, he doesn't move. No. He just chills there and then shoots his little yes. like picture thing, yes. which I started using. I didn't use it that much in Brittle Hollow every now yeah. and then, um, but I really started using it here, yes. like all the time, just like taking pictures of everything all the time. Um and he's like, he's kind of afraid to go anywhere. So he just kind of shoots his picture things around. And yeah. he's like, hey, I've seen the whole planet, but I haven't like gone anywhere. Yeah. And he kind of tells you that there's really nothing there, yeah, at least on like, the surface. There's there's nothing I, that would have escaped my yeah. view unless it's underground. Unless it's underground. So you got to go underground. Yeah. It's like, dude, you're just chilling here and you, you never <laughs> bothered to well, go underground. You need, you need to use your feet. 
well to do science sometimes. There or is also all the time. There is also the fact that I guess it's easy to say that now that I know I can die infinite number of times. <laughs> That's true. Like it would be much more actually freaky that these caves fill up with sand, and so like venturing in there, you got to have. <laughs> faith that you'll That's get true. back out before you get buried in there, right? That's totally true. Yeah. So it would be a scary thing to do. Um, so there's a there's kind of a back and forth here. There's like a banter, scientific banter back and forth between a couple people. I think uh, Idea and then somebody else. Yes. And one of them was um, they were really excited that their observations and that they had thought of a theory, but then they actually had to like physically go somewhere and do something in order to actually prove the theory. Um, and it, it, I, I almost feel like there's a little bit of like some meta commentary there just about how science works in general, but also um, this guy who just takes his pictures sitting in his one spot, Chet, the whole time. Yeah. And um, then thinking that he, he kind of knows the place, you yes, know? Yes, right. And, and, but it's like, no, until you actually go somewhere and do stuff with your hands and feet, um, you don't you don't have the practical knowledge yet. Yeah. You just have theoretical ideas, you yeah. know? Right. Or just photographs that you can speculate about. Yes, exactly. But without actually, yeah, actually handling it. Yeah. It, it's, it's a different thing. Um, yeah. Um, Six God is saying they are, they are no mice. Yeah, so. they are no mice. Okay. Um, this moment was one of the many so far that just like kind of blew my mind in terms of just opening up a whole new mystery, right? Yeah. He starts talking about how he's seen several supernovae. Yeah, like a dozen or more. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, if you yeah. look at the really bright stars, you'll notice, and you take your little thing out, you know you can zoom in with that, right? Oh, uh, yeah. 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 So I just started looking at them, and there's like, they're just, stars are blowing up all over the place. I didn't it's spend like, much time doing it's that. It's like a lot. That's crazy. It's like like hundreds. At, at a certain <laughs> point, like it's it's you, everywhere you're turning, there are freaking supernova happening everywhere. So the nomai are well, okay. I, <laughs> we're probably going to get there in this episode. Um, they're kind of just destroying the whole galaxy. <laughs> well, I don't know. Like I don't know if they're doing it. Well, <laughs> it was a long time ago, I suppose. Yeah, that they showed up. But they built a thing that does that. They built a thing that makes planets go super or makes stars go supernova, right? But they so, but they weren't able to make it happen. They, it, according to the writings on your the twins, right. they they failed. Or I don't remember if it was Brittle Hollow, but I think it was on the twins. They actually failed to make the sun go supernova. Yes, but this was two hundred and eighty-one thousand and forty-two years ago. Yes. And so, oh, you're you're speculating they might still be around. Maybe they're still around, and they <laughs> figured it out, and it triggered all of their things at once, and they're just blowing up planets left and right, or stars left and right. That That's would total be speculation, nuts. Yeah. But I feel like, well, that could that could be one explanation. <laughs> but maybe there's something else to it, and because yeah. it's just, it's. It was almost just totally mind blowing how because at first. It, it seems to be only just a couple, yeah. but then like the further through the cycle you go, it's just like l everywhere that's just going mm. boom, 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 boom. And it's almost like you can't even keep up with it. It's everywhere you turn, you can see two or three more. That's crazy. And you're just like, what is happening? I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to. What is happening? That. It's, huh. it's crazy. So knowing how long it takes light to get to <laughs> this game's all about physics, okay? It's yeah. made by physics nerds. So this stuff happened years ago. 
that those stars exploded yeah, years right, ago. Right. And I was, I, I'm, I'm guessing at how far away they are, but if this possibly were, centuries ago. <laughs> if the stars are as far apart in this as game ours are. as ours are, which maybe they're not because yeah. the planets are really close to each right, other. Right, so it could be they're closer. But, it, this but would at be, least weeks This, ago, this would no. be hundreds of thousands of years. That Yeah. So that just adds to the mystery, I guess. It's crazy. It's yeah. freaking crazy. So when I saw that, I was like, okay, it's not just this star in this system. It's like all of it's them. It's all of the freaking stars. Yeah. Maybe in the whole universe are dying right now. Hmm. Nature is Why cruel. is that happening? <laughs> that Very is good. Insane. Very good. Very good. So uh, that really piqued my curiosity for yeah. sure. Um, the quantum moon has totally piqued my curiosity. Yep. Um, but there's a bunch of caves you can explore. There's actually a crashed pod. So like the escape pod. Yeah, you see. And you learn about, oh man, it's everybody safe. They're all, you know, trying yeah. to make sure everyone's cool. Well, and they what can about hear the distress pods? signals yeah. from the other pods. They ended up obviously being able to communicate with each other and travel between these planets. Yeah, as yeah. you learn on Brittle Hollow, there, there's people that ended up like forming a relationship. Yeah, and, like that's right. they're, they're they actually have like uh, warp technology to like get to different places, like the yeah. Sun Station, for instance. Did you get yeah. to the Sun Station? I did. Yeah. Okay, yeah, did so a little. It's little like bit there. the little thing you look up and it just zoop and like warps you there. Yeah. So they're playing with warp technology, with gravity, basically. Um, so yeah, they can mess with gravity, and they slowly, throughout the course of this, um, learn that they can also mess with time a little bit. Yes. That they learn that certain events, um, depending on how they mess with the, <laughs> well, I don't even know what they're doing. I don't know how to explain <laughs> what they're doing. Although I think it's based in some kind of real thing. Yeah. Um, but. I doubt it really works like this. Um, but they're able to uh, determine that if you send something through a portal, it actually comes out of the portal slightly before it even goes in in the first place. Yes. Which is like, how is that even possible? Yes. And then they get this, they send their findings and then they get this directive back like, hey, can you make it go, I don't know, 22 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> which at first didn't mean anything to me. I was yeah. like, that's ridiculous. Kind of a weird. And then as Random I'm playing the time. game, I'm like, you know, this whole loop thing is about 22 minutes. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> and then I realize, oh my gosh, I think I realize what's happening here. Um, but they're starting to play with time and gravity and space and everything all together. Yep. It's wild. Okay, so I've got a bunch of stuff pulled up here. I'm going to try to look for the ones that I found to be like the most interesting or relevant. There's no way we could read all of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but there's, I, I think what kind of piqued my curiosity is, is when, it, well, well, I guess I'll just summarize it. When you go down into the caves mm. and they're kind of describing how you get to like the city, the sunless city, right? That's right. Yeah. That took a little bit for me to like follow their directions. and actually Oh my find gosh. It. That was not easy. <laughs> that was not easy. Yeah. Cause they give it to you like in, in, in chunks, yes. right? So it's like, okay, you're going to go through the sand waterfall and then you're going to turn left and then right and then you're going to jump over the thing and then... You'll come to all these rock pillars <laughs> yeah. and then you got to go up through that's right, that's the right. ceiling and then like follow the path around. That was hard. It was hard yeah. to keep that all in mind. And, and all the while, because my first time visiting here, I had, you know, I was just kind of just regular exploring and I went down, I got peaked 
my interest got piqued by talking about the anglerfish or that there's some <laughs> yeah. sort of monster down this path. Yes. So I went there and I'm using my little launcher to like launch it inside and look and I turn around and the whole cave is filled with sand. And I'm just like, oh, crap. What is happening? Uh, and this was my first death in the game. I was like, uh, there's there no way for me to get out of here? And it's just like filling up and like just like crushes me and I die. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, shoot. Jeez. So anyway, I, there's an anxiety and then going back there like, okay, I've got to find this city before this place fills up with sand. So I got to like rush. But I'm trying yeah. to follow their directions. And then they're, they're not exactly the best, most no. precise. I mean – they are, but like under the circumstances, piece by piece, you're yeah. like trying to follow it and it can be a little bit difficult at first. Yeah. Anyway, you finally get in there and there's that place where you can, you know, move the little balls that turns on the lights to each in district. each four districts. Yeah. But behind that, where like the little trees are, you can refill your oxygen. Yep. There's messages on the wall where they're kind of arguing with each other about whether or not they should try to blow up the sun yes and and whether yes. the pursuit of that is like ethical right um and and one of the nomai is arguing no like it would destroy all the life in this solar system yeah. and like that's not ethical and the other person saying well we have the ability to learn how to we, we need that energy, basically, right. to power what we're doing with this time to, manipulation. Yeah. To advance science. To advance <laughs> science, right? And Which, that's, I don't know what their end is. I don't know if they have a reason for this. I don't know, like, I don't know what the Nomai are doing. Where it's like, oh, yeah. is, is it science for science's sake? Is it, like, advancing? Or is there something else that they're trying to do? Now, I we do hear about this eye of the universe, yes. right? Yes. And I think that's it. Yes. They're like... Whatever we do in pursuit of this, finding that is like collateral. Like it's okay. Yes, right. It's okay to do. And Idea, I think, I don't know how to pronounce any of the names. <laughs> it's Idea. Um, she is basically saying, no, it's not ethical. It goes against everything our species stands right, for, right? right? And he says, his response is, no, our species stands for pushing the limits of technology yeah, and yeah. finding out the progress of the new things, you know? Right. And they're just they're butting heads on what what, well what, what, who what was his name um, what is the essence of, of the nomai what it is to right. be nomai exactly yeah. and they're they're at odds deciding uh you know which which course they should go and I think Pi essentially decides hey we're gonna build this thing but we won't turn it on until every until everyone unanimously approves yeah right and I think that's idea is like okay fine yeah like let's do that but um. I guess she eventually approves because they try. They they, <laughs> they turned it they on. Did, they did try it. It just doesn't work. Now, but I'm yeah, actually, that that ethics versus science argument was very very interesting to me. This this is another thing I hadn't quite pieced together yet because I have not spent as much time on Brittle Hollow as I have on the, on uh, the twins. See, I had done a ton on Brittle Hollow first, but it seems to me that there's like a second generation of Nomai who were children. Yeah, when they came here. Yeah, and they were like mentored by the scientists who mm. brought them here, who then sort of carry on the work after them. Gotcha. That sounds about that, right. That yeah. seems to be what happened. It's like, oh, we mm. can't figure out how to do this 
and then the like future the, people the, can. The, when the kids grow up they sort yeah. of like see it through am, am i and right about that chat like am i piecing that together correctly <laughs> i wonder about that i know are these the children you're referring to are these the ones who uh are playing that english fish yes. tag game and, and, and did you do, i love that do you know what's so interesting <laughs> is the, the 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 writing it's different. a little different it's a little bit less tight and like refined yeah like a child's handwriting like a child, or something like or that. or like the general oh gosh how would you put it the general degradation of language you could oh, say sure. just language in general that's true or the this conveys essentially but it doesn't read any differently no right you still read it the same yeah. it just looks a uh, lot less like neat yes yeah like yeah. i i figured because you'll see that in like the school district on brittle hollow yeah like the writing is more like that and, and it's then, usually kids yeah, yeah yeah i like i like that a lot and actually. when the kids are talking about hey we're gonna go play at the anglerfish and you're too big to fit through that little observation Whole. Yeah, you don't fit. So like, it's you like gotta I do go... fit. No, your parents are, are big. <laughs> so even if you fit now, you won't fit later because yeah. you're going to be big like your parents. Right. And so like <laughs> they're like, okay, if you want to come play with us, you got to go through the stepping stone district or whatever. Yeah, or go and around. Like, get yeah. up there, um, and then you got to shoot a light. And there's that whole thing. But all of those are written in that sort of different style. Yeah. Like like their kids. I thought that was a really nice touch. Um, but going back to what you're talking about with why they're doing this. Um, yeah. when I got into this, the sunless city, mm -hmm. I think the first thing I explored there was like the temple to the eye of the universe. Did you go um, into that part? Yeah, of it? I did. Uh, that was like the shrine kind of thing. Yeah. It, it, it's kind of hard to navigate cause there's a bunch of it ghost is. matter and a lot of it's broken and, and yeah, there's ghost there's, matter. There's, um, the, the plant with the spikes, like the cactus thing. The cacti, yeah, and so yeah. you got to jump over those and navigate. But once you I get died, up there. I died by cacti. <laughs> it was so funny too. Cause you hear this like, almost like yeah, you're, like, like you're a, deflating <laughs> like a beach <laughs> yep. ball or something. Yeah, exactly. And you're like trying to fix it with duct tape. And <laughs> it's, it's funny. I love this game. I, yeah, I it's do so too. Fun. It, it, it has the, like we were talking about last time, even the ship feels very DIY almost. Yeah, like yeah. The way it's Just built ply, and plywood put and... together, like backyard exploration or a treehouse yeah. or something. But, um, but I did go to the shrine. I found it very interesting that they made a shrine to the eye of the universe at all. Yes. Right. I feel like that's going to be a big theme of the game, right? Yes. Because people start questioning this eye of the universe and whether or not it exists, also whether or not it's good or bad, also whether or not it's um, it wants to be revealed or why it revealed in the past but not in the present. It's yeah. There's some like Bible themes basically yeah, <laughs> happening here. For sure. So you go up there. If you make it to the top, it's really cool. The act like the natural sort of like rotation of the mm. planet around the sun will bring it into view, and it's got like a what do you call it? Where where the shadow sort of uh, of the sun, the sun will cast a shadow of that symbol for the eye of the universe, like on the wall. Oh, nice. Going so like Indiana Jones. Yeah, like Indiana yeah. Jones when he's got the staff <laughs> and like the sun like beams through it. It's yeah. it's like one of those kinds of things. I don't think I saw that. I noticed the yeah. shadow as much. When you get That's up to cool. the top, okay. you, you, there's there's a, like kind of a hole, to, like a window to the outside and it's got that symbol. I and think I saw And the sun will it. come through and it'll cast a shadow of that across <sighs> cool. the wall. That's really cool. And so it's like, okay, this was their shrine or their temple yeah. to this thing almost that they worship. So they- yeah, they this, came the to this system. The thing that's older than the universe itself. Yes. They came to this yeah. system in the first place seeking this thing out. Yeah. And then when you piece this together with that little, 
don't know what you call it, shrine in Brittle Hollow. It's like three images where it shows yes. like the ship arriving yep. and then it shows the eye of the universe. There's some sort of thing that comes out and like grabs it. And then, and then it then traps you see, it. You see the pods coming out in the third image that land yeah. on the different planets, right? So they came here seeking this thing and then it it like something went wrong and their ship was destroyed in that and they had mm. to like escape and then they continued to sort of study it. They were trying to find it, trying to like figure out what it was and they, whatever means were necessary to do that, it required warp gravity technology yeah, and right. the power of a supernova to be able to get there oh, or I, figure I, it out. Why did they need that power? I can't remember exactly why they needed all that to make that supernova happen. Yeah. But yeah, they needed, it was something like that. Just in yeah. order to fix the situation, they had to just puncture a star. Yeah. Just blow it up. So that's like the gist of yeah. the scenario, I think as far as we can understand it from exploring those two planets, yeah. we can kind of get more into the details of what we liked or like what drew our attention to them and sort of maybe read some entries to clarify some things. But that okay. was sort of like the general gist of what I gathered hmm. from this week's exploration of these two planets. They came here seeking this eye of the universe, which is apparently older than the universe itself. Yes. How did, that makes no sense. How is that possible? How is that, I, right. A lot of things in this game are doing physical physics things that are theorized, but not yet possible. Yeah. And so that's they're Yeah. They're taking one of those and trying to explore it. Yeah. And it's like a wave existence. Yes. You will. It, it feels a little <laughs> yes. like 2001 with the monolith. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. It, it, it feels like, or, or Xenogears or Xenogears with the, um, S the Zohar. The Zohar. And yeah. specifically at the eye. Yes. Right. It's like, okay, very interesting yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. So it's definitely got that vibe to it. And of course, Xenogears was inspired by 2001. This yep. game's inspired by 2001. So yeah. it's that same concept of this thing that who knows its origin or whatever. Like you mm. can't even, like the, the elements that, are, that make up this thing are apparently nowhere found elsewhere right. in the universe like this it's a, like it, a new element yeah it precedes like, the the elements we know about yeah because those would have been created at the big bang yeah well, and or after emitting some kind of signal we have no idea what it is it's alien in nature yeah um you know but as soon let's but let's figure out what it is but as soon as they got to the solar system the emissions they stopped yeah, they couldn't find they were it. like where yeah. are the emissions what's happening yeah and they had read into these wave patterns um some significance and so they assumed that it was significant because <laughs> that's what that's how they interpreted it but once they got there they start questioning whether or not those wave patterns were significant at all yeah um, whether they signified um a, a being or even anything or whether it was just uh, what did he say like a coincidence that yeah. you know maybe something like the the wow signal of like 1978 or whatever, the one where the SETI was like looking for, and it did, found some weird random combination of like, uh, well, we the way it's interpreted is numbers, but it was basically like a seismograph kind of thing. Like, boom, there's a spike that's, well, what was that? Who knows what that was? Mm -hmm. Never happened since. Um, but we could waste all of humanity's resources figuring out what that was, what yeah. that wow signal was. Right. Um, We'd probably be disappointed, <laughs> but we could, if we really, if, if the, uh, you know, 
if the uh, meaning crisis of our modern world gets bad enough and we like are really desperate, we could be <laughs> like, hey, you know, the SETI, SETI found that one signal that one time. We, we know where it was pointing. Let's just like go there yeah. <laughs> and maybe we'll find something. Let's see what we but this find. seemed to be more regular. This seemed to be more um, yeah. like it was constantly emitting and then it just stopped. Once they got there, it stopped. Yeah. And they're trying to figure it out. Like why? And I'm trying to think of it too. Like why would that happen? Why would something be, be constant until they're there? Yeah. And then stop. Well, this brings up the whole quantum. Yeah, the, the, it, when it's yes. observed, it changes Exactly. Somehow. So it's yeah. like when you're not there, you can hear it beckoning. And as soon as you're there, it becomes solidified. It's not a wave anymore. It's a particle. And now you, you aren't seeing the wave anymore. Now mm. it's just solidified. And it's, I don't know, just a star or just other life in a different solar system or something like that. Yeah. They do mention the life here, by the way. Yes. They yes. mention the beings. They're like, oh, let's not take too much ore from uh, the planet that, that's the hearth. Himber, himber yeah. or timber hearth. Yeah. Timber hearth. Uh, because these beings might one day use it to discover, you know, to become spacefaring too. So they're trying to be all ethical about it. So they only take a little bit of ore to make some of the things they need in their core. Um, but they... Um, they they mention these being specific, and that's yeah. us. It's basically right. it's it's, it, it's you. like a, a primitive <clears throat> form of our species before evolving yeah. to the point of being able to have space travel. Maybe taking an extra step or two, or right. uh, unless this is all compressed, maybe it was like little microbes. Because the way this game, <laughs> I mean, who knows? You know, and the way they measure. Well, year, yeah, two hundred thousand years of evolution is not yeah. a lot in the scheme it's of not. things in our world. Basically, right? humans were almost exactly what humans are now back then. Yeah, that they would be considered Homo sapiens two hundred thousand years ago. Uh, I think that most people would say that language would have developed somewhere closer to like 70, yeah, more, 70, more like 70, 80, yeah, yeah. something like in that. In which case they say, well, there's probably something, especially in the brain that evolved and that, you know, but, yeah. but certainly it wouldn't be that different from 200,000 yeah. years ago. Right. Whereas I get the feeling in this game, the way they compress everything, yeah. um, that, that, that could have been like the beginning of life or something. <laughs> they could be like, oh, we found some bacteria here. Oh, maybe one day they'll explore the stars. Let them have ore. Yeah. That would be cool if that's how it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I figure, uh, especially with on because uh, on this planet there's one of those quantum rocks as well, right? Yeah, and it's just and disappearing. All there's the, the um, it actually travels between I think three or four different locations through yeah, the caves. That's its um, quantum field. Yeah, and so like one of the I don't know if it was Poke or one of the <laughs> Poke. I think it was Poke. One of the Nomai. Got lost. They, they just disappeared. No, it was. Oh, I, I didn't write the name down. Um, it was. Um, I wrote the name Coleus. Oh, Coleus. C O L E U S. That's right. Yeah, Coleus. And, and he was the one that ended up mentoring specifically the guy who writes a lot of the messages on Brittle Hollow. Yeah. And yeah. He, and that's he, right. I think he lost his brother or something like that. Mm, um, I can't remember. He, he was all upset. I think he didn't know if he had gotten out on one of the other pods or if he had been in the ah, ship that's right that's something right, like that that's anyway right. he rem he mentions yeah. specifically being mentored by coleus anyways this guy gets lost and they're, they're like totally trying lost, to find him yeah. he's like he didn't have that much oxygen left holy crap yeah and he got he got warped into one of the caves that was totally enclosed like there's yep, no, no way entrance. in there otherwise yeah, yeah. and he was like he, <laughs> the way he writes about it he's like not panic he's oh this is like crazy like there's no way out of here <laughs> fascinating i better yeah. like if there's a way and i gotta find a way out yeah. and he's just very science-y about it, right? Yeah, right? of course. <laughs> not like worried <laughs> that he's going to die or anything. And then he figures out, oh, when I'm not observing this thing, it disappears. Yeah. And like, so if I, like, if you stand on it, 
and you turn and all you, the lights off. Yeah, you have to de- be sensory deprivation somehow. Yes. You have to just not perceive from the senses. Yes. And then and then you will turn the light back you're on. You're just somewhere else. And you're bam, you're in another place. Yeah. And so they figured that out, right? Like this thing yeah. travels that way. And they, they're, they're calling that uh, some form of quantum entanglement, basically. Yes. Which, by the way, was proven 25 or 30 years ago. Yeah. But the guys who proved it 30 years ago um, only got the Nobel Prize just last year, right. the Nobel Prize of Physics, yeah. for, for proving quantum entanglement. Now, there's a reason why it took so long. Not only... Do Nobel prizes are usually not for ex- yeah, discoveries that year. It usually year takes stuff, years, yeah. you know, and they they kind of spend a lot of their career and money kind of just campaigning for the Nobel Prize, which is annoying. But that's how all <laughs> all award ceremonies they all kind of work that way. Yeah. Um, but people didn't actually want this to be true. Yeah. Because quantum entanglement, proving quantum entanglement, um, spells trouble for for the theory of relativity right. for Einstein's. Um, right. You know the standard model, which still works. I'm not disparaging it. Every every physicist uses the standard model, yeah. and and it works very well. It works very well as on, long the, as on the macro level. In, yes, in a specific yeah. range below uh, below in mass a black hole, but above in mass a particle. Right? Yeah. Like, hey, it describes that world yeah. pretty, well enough well. for us to go to Mars and yeah. send, I'll do all that stuff. Right? So I'm not disparaging it completely, but um, it seems as though there is a flaw in Einstein's theory, mm-hmm. um, which uh, they, the science peoples are, are finally officially acknowledging that yes, okay, it's been 30 years and your, your theory still holds or your proof still holds. So good job. Yeah. Quantum entanglement exists. Now what? People are just going to ignore it for a while because we don't know what to do with that <laughs> stuff. Part of this game is like, hey, what do you do with that? Well, now that you know quantum entanglement exists, like yeah. what do you do about that? Yeah. Right. Um, it's just really funny. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know that it's exactly the way it's put it in this game, but if you connect yourself to the item somehow, then uh, you can theoretically be transported faster than the speed of light. And that's the idea of quantum entanglement. It's faster than the speed of light because, and that's what Einstein says, nothing can go faster than the speed yeah, of light. It's two particles that can- Opposite ends of the universe. Yeah, that can communicate immediately somehow be able to respond yes. to each other. Once, yeah. once you observe one particle, the other one immediately manifests with uh, corresponding qualities, Yeah. right? Even if it's on the other side of the universe, obviously they didn't test that. They couldn't test crazy. that because But they did possible, test it with yeah. a long, long, large enough distance to be able to say that, hey, that's faster than the speed of light. Yeah. So now we have to figure out a new theory that explains um, what could possibly be connecting these two. But they, yes. they basically just call it quantum entanglement. But that's what this game is more or less experimenting. Ghost matter. <laughs> it's ghost matter. Oh, that could be it. Ooh. Ghost matter, dude. Got to get the Ghostbusters and Dan Aykroyd um, come and help out. Okay, so before I kind of start relying on this to make sure we didn't miss anything, was there anything you took a note on in your exploration of this planet that you wanted to touch on or talk about? Okay, I'll see it. I, I don't know what this is about. Okay. But a white hole. The white not hole. Not a black hole. Yes. A white hole. Did you not go through the black hole? I did go through a black hole, and I do I do see the white hole. I see it. Yes. I just don't know if this is referencing real physics or not. Oh, okay. I don't. Oh, I see what you're saying. I okay, don't. Yeah. I've never heard of a white I've hole. Never heard before, of a white personally. hole. Personally, I okay. didn't look it up. I should. I should okay. look all this stuff up, but I, I haven't been. I'm just kind of playing the game. Yeah. But a white hole is that a real thing? <laughs> um, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so either. <laughs> this game's been pretty but, good to yeah. mostly like. I mean, it's totally totally fictional, but. It's using real ideas in an interesting way. So I wondered yeah. if maybe white holes are a real thing. Um, um, what I what I noticed about it, though, because this was the first death that I had where I noticed 
well, it was the supernova that yeah. killed me, not like oh, being just crushed by sand or something. <laughs> sand. <laughs> um, but like, so I went through the black hole on Brittle Hollow and came out on the white hole side. And I was like, whoa, the sun looks really red. What's going on? But the music hadn't started playing yet. So I was trying to go back through the white hole to see if I could get back. But it pushed me away. So okay. it had the opposite force. Here's the of difference. the black hole. Right? They talk about the surface and s- things descending below the surface. They're talking about this on the giant planet. The the the, 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 the big, giant Neptune. Um, <laughs> uh, the gas giant Yes, one. the big one. Um but they also bring up, because you can see them here, the, or actually, this might be Brittle Hollow. This might be Brittle Hollow. I can't remember. Uh, the cyclones, the two cyclones. That, that's one on the rotates one way, the yes. other rotates the other way. Yo, but there's, you, yes, that, but there's that, a model. That um, message is on Brittle Hollow. Yes. yes. And they're saying something about, well, one cyclone pushes down, the other one pushes up, right? Yes. I right. feel like there's a connection there. You're with right. You're right. The I think warping. you're right about that. Yeah. yeah. Because the white hole, you, the closer you it get to it, it pushes you, you away. Back. Yeah. And where, of course, a black hole sucks, sucks you, in. you in. Yeah. So, yeah. Have you have you approached that. a black hole yet? Um, in Brittle Hollow specifically, where you go kind of like around? No, it? I just fell straight into. Okay, it. <laughs> if you fall at just an angle, it like slingshots you around. Really? It, and there's a way to actually. Anyways, it's really really cool because you're the whole time. It just just reminds me of Interstellar. But the whole time you're like at the edge of the black hole, and things are all warping, and yeah, all the colors and light right. just seems all weird. But you're not really touching it yet. Yeah. And you're just kind of like going around it. That's crazy. It's really really cool. Yeah. The, the way that it, they man. built the physics and engine yeah. of the game is it's pretty impressive yeah like like i was saying last time the planets never stop moving in that's this right cycle. that's right no, no matter, matter if you're down in the caves yeah. and it doesn't need to technically be loading that stuff because you don't see it so mm-hmm. in a lot of games once again that's a yeah that's that's quantum mechanics by the way well in a way uh, the observer effect is very similar to just like 3d programming of a game Sure. If the camera isn't looking at it, the material just kind of like yeah, they, but, they don't but it's still render calculating it. it. Yes. It's still calculating it, but it's not rendered. It's not yes. physically manifest, but there's like a wave yeah. existence. <laughs> and then as soon as you turn the camera, it's like boop, it populates everything. Yeah, and and you'll sort of see this in in some uh, AAA games. I don't know if that's as true for this current generation because they're all using um, SSDs. And so like they, ah, so they can hold now. that. But in previous mm. generations, you would look right at the edges. Of yeah. the of the field of view, and you could see where textures were loading in. Yeah, a little that's bit. right. It, it's like a very specific ninety degree view that is being <laughs> actually rendered at any time, and that's yeah. how they get the performance to you know improve to yeah. sixty fps or whatever. So they have to render the whole environment just what you're looking at. Exactly. So a way to save processing. It's so a way to have universe. high fidelity yeah. graphics while keeping the performance running smoothly. It's almost like the universe runs on the same principle. It's conserving energy by only rendering things that people are looking yeah. at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what if that's true in real life? Everything out Who of your knows, field man? of view is actually not behaving the way you yeah, think it is. until you see it. <laughs> until you look at it. <laughs> of course, we could debunk that because you could look that way. I could look this way and I wouldn't. Right, right. Spot. But, you know, we're all... Unless everyone's lying to me. I'm in a Truman Show situation. Truman Show and you're the only conscious person <laughs> around and everyone around you is it's, unconscious. Is, a, is an AI yeah, or like yeah. some sort of... Uh, simulated being or you could never prove otherwise <laughs> i don't know how i don't know how you would do that anywho um, anywho um yeah. that's really fun stuff the angler fish thing is great uh but one of the things that i mentioned before the um people start asking questions what if the eye isn't good yes. it was one of the children that asked that 
right? Yeah. And I think maybe one of the um, themes that the game is exploring is something along the lines of children or the future or the upcoming generation um, asking questions that the adults kind of don't want them to. Yeah. Um, and that that's just a natural order. I was actually thinking about this a while ago because um, I was thinking, like, what do you do when you're getting older and the younger generation is just like, screwing around <laughs> it's literally what happens to every generation <laughs> i know it's been happening for thousands hundreds millions of years yeah. all right very long time probably dogs are like this they're just like oh these puppies are just like so, so dumb stupid. they're gonna ruin all of dogdom forever <laughs> and then you know but but I was thinking about this. Our stories actually manifest this on a very deep level because we've played a lot of games where one of the core themes is uh, killing your father, yeah, basically, sure. right? Archetype. Several games. Not all of them, but, you know, it's an archetype. It's, yeah. a, it's a common archetype. Well, killing God is basically that. Yeah, yeah so. basically that. Yeah. The father, the eternal father, the, you know. Um, but how many good stories can ever be told where a father kills his son? Mm. I don't know that I've ever encountered one. No, yeah, Abraham, but he didn't actually kill him. Yes, that was, uh, that was uh, a, <laughs> what was <you>, a psych? <laughs> what would you call that? Anyways, that was uh Please that, say psych. That was almost. <laughs> you know that meme of. <laughs> no. Andres. Andre. Eric Andre. Eric Andre it. show. Yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. A, there's a, a, a segment from one of the earlier seasons where someone's yelling at him right because he's he's i mean what he does to people's borderline like abuse almost yes, yeah. he puts his guests who have no idea i know they're not, i, you know, I don't like watching it's, it's uncomfortable yeah. but it's very funny oh yes. but <laughs> one of them is yelling at him whenever and he just like starts crying and this is all improv because he's just responding to them right and it's just like please say psych man <laughs> so, like, <laughs> Because he like he yelled at him about how you're a fraud and you're this and you're that and yeah, he's, yeah. he's just berating him like how could you do this to me like what this this whole show is just like horrible like how could you uh, <laughs> how could you call yourself professional this kind of thing and he's just sitting there listening to this guy yelling at him and he just like one tear just falls out he's please say psych <laughs> That's hilarious. and so like anyway so that came to my mind it's it's uh abraham like <laughs> please looking, say psych, looking to the heavens like a knife in hand but i'll please tell you what if that story went any differently then then it, then it wouldn't be remembered it, it would be like oh throw away that story right yeah. it was that it didn't that didn't happen yes so it was like almost almost oh but then it came in you know in the end right god came through um so <laughs> god said psych. <laughs> psych um so so uh that uh, just understanding that in general, like the proper thing for the older generation to do um, is to help the younger generation to just understand what they were doing and why they did what they did. Yeah. As the younger generation shows up and starts poking holes and saying, you did this wrong, you screwed up, uh, the, you took uh, money off the gold standard, inflation's freaking crazy, why did y'all do this? Like, boomers, you did this and that and this and that, and you made this illegal and you made this legal and, like, all sorts of things, right? And then it's like, okay, that can get out of hand, right? Mm -hmm. But but the the fathers can never win against their sons. That's actually that's actually a proverb from uh, Korea. Actually, a father can never win against his son, mm. because the son is the future. Yeah, you win against your son. You're you're just destroying the future. Right. Right. You're you you can't win yeah. against your own son. Your son has to win. He has to. But the best thing you can do is um, atone. Al allow an atonement to happen between the two of you. Yeah. Just just understand each other. Yeah. And then. 
the son wins always every time so that's just stories that's like story theory Kaysen's story theory but the fact that I've never really seen a good movie where a father kills his son is like uh, but I've seen several where the son kills the father you're talking about thematically not like literally a son is killed by a son sometimes but yeah usually not but sometimes (laughs) um, yeah maybe it'll happen but it won't be like this was a good thing yeah yeah (laughs) that's not the theme of the story yeah Uh, Mix is bringing up David and Absalom but David was pretty Ooh. unwilling to do that. That story in Second yes. Samuel about the fall of the house of David does yes. tie in very nicely with what people are saying here about the conflict between generations. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. That's very good, actually. Yeah. That's very good. Yeah. So anyways, that being understanding that and then coming back to this line here where the children are the ones kind of questioning what they're doing. Why are we even here? What's the point? And then, as you mentioned later, the children end up stepping into this role of yeah. we're the scientists now. Yeah. And we're the ones who are taking charge of this experiment. Um, is it, first off, it's a natural progression, uh, and it's one that people would do well to understand and to realize this is how everything works, right? Yeah. Until until they figure out immortality, and then it's like, okay, now <laughs> now old people can take over again, right? But yeah, right. <laughs> until then, your sons your sons are, you have to give way for the sons to to rule. And um, and when I say sons, I mean children, yeah. just in general. I'm speaking archetypally for old stories and stuff. Um, but when the children ask, what if the eye isn't good? I swear, I didn't write this down, but I do remember somebody saying, oh, don't ask that question, right? Yeah, like, that's I kinda, not, I kinda what do you mean? sentiment too, yeah. yeah. Something like that. It's almost like a, no, we got to carry this through. Yes. There's almost a burden from the previous generation. We have to finish what they started. Kind of sure, yeah, that happens. Yeah. And then um, even if you're, going to destroy a whole solar system just to, to get the star, right? That, yeah, it's, that it's like... The science is worth in it. In order for all of this to have meaning, we have to... It, it's, it's the right. fallacy of some cost we've talked yes, about yes, in there you the go. last We've come so we far. Yeah. Like, we, like, don't ask that because that would mean this was all pointless. Yeah. Right. All we have to do is destroy all life in one whole solar system. <laughs> like, Come even on, Thanos was like, I'm only going to destroy half the life, you know? Like, I'm not just going to kill all of you. I'll just kill half of you, right? These guys are like, no, every this whole solar system, we're just going to sacrifice it because you have to sacrifice something, right? Yeah. And you have to sacrifice a sun. That's pretty, that's pretty good, right? <laughs> that's pretty go. good. Um, in order to reach the father, which is the eye, right? Anyways, um, but they're realizing... There's something in them that's saying, hey, maybe we shouldn't do this. But yeah. then, of course, our son starts to supernova. And that's probably, we're probably going to um, talk about that uh, maybe a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, let's get to Brittle Hollow now because I think well, I'm, I think we I'm haven't, good. We haven't talked about the other Ash, the Ash twin yet. Oh, shoot. So we've done the Ember twin. Okay, I don't have as many notes More here. or less, at least, again, I'll probably even keep going back here because one thing I really like that this game does is the ship's log can kind of give you a beat on... I how like much you've actually completed on that yeah. particular planet. And there will be yellow text at the bottom that says there's still more yeah, to discover, something right. like that. So I have not done everything on the yeah. twins yet. So, uh, but from what I gather on the Ember Twin where I spent the most amount of time, that's where they crashed. That's yeah. where they debated whether they should do this whole Ash project, Ash Twin project or not. Mm. They decided to carry on with it. And, you know, the kids were, were playing and growing up there and they... They were here trying to get the eye of the universe, right? Yeah. Now, on Ash is where they built uh, basically this, well, they built the sun station, Mm -hmm. which you can warp to from the Ash twin. So as the sand flows into the Ember twin, it reveals structures, buildings, things like that, that you can then explore. And it's from there 
that you can then warp up to the sun station where you learn right. some really cool stuff. Yeah. Let me actually pull this up because I'll want to read this for sure. First off, um, with that twin, one of the places you go and one of the first things you see is uh, this machine kind of is, is running and you go in and you read from it and it says 281,000 years ago, um, like that was the last time that this um, machine received input, yeah. right? Until seven minutes ago, all of a sudden it's yes. like, whoa, sun is going crazy, um, emergency mode, like shutting off all, all entrances or exits. Yes. And seven, what the heck? That's literally when we woke up. So yes. as soon as we wake up, all of a sudden this machine is like operating for the first time in 280,000 mm-hmm. years and is in emergency mode because the sun's about to explode. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. I, I figured that was because the sun had reached its natural end. Yeah. So like it wasn't initiated, but like their technology was left behind. They were not able to make it go supernova. Yeah. Then the sun just reaches its natural end of life. I see. And it okay. And then it starts activating hmm. uh, because that's what they needed to power the whole project in the first place. Yeah. But they couldn't make it happen. It had to do it on its own. Hmm. And, and so now that it's about to do that, it's like all of this stuff is turning on and it's okay, like gotcha. working. Now, the, I think the second time I died in the game, again, way before the supernova actually happened, I got into that pod that you can sort of recall, you know, um, you know on, on, I don't know if you explored this part of Ember Twin, but there's like, it's almost like a, a cannon thing and, and you, you use the little U-shape thing to pull the ball yes. and it pulls the, like, yes. the pod back. Yeah. You can get into that and it launched me straight into the sun. <laughs> oh, I just okay. freaking died. So, cause there's two, cause you can either launch to the station, but you got to actually maneuver and shoot it at the right time. Right. Right. So you right. open that emergency door and then you like jump through. Is that yes. it? Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Uh, the first time <laughs> I did that, I missed and I was like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. That what I was supposed to do. Yeah. <laughs> and I just went straight in the sun and died. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this is where it's like no user commands received for 10 minutes, all systems entering sleep. Yeah. And, and yeah, X minutes ago, but that X minutes is the n- amount of time since you started that current loop. Yeah. So it's, it's yeah. at the start of the loop, that many seconds or minutes ago, increased solar activity detected. Sun station hull integrity approaching critical levels, closing emergency doors. So it started at the instant of whatever initiates yeah. this loop, right? Um, which I'm now assuming is that thing that shoots the blue that orb. blue out. light at the very beginning. When at you the first very open beginning when you yep. first wake up and it's yep. like, that thing that's orbiting around the gas giant plant. Yeah. Uh, so Idea says, can't we change this? I don't enjoy working in view of such a morbid mission statement. <laughs> that's right. Because that's <laughs> right. it says mission science compels us to explode the sun. <laughs> science does compel you. Yes. It's, uh, the, the, the tension between science and ethics is um, it's really interesting. It's actually something that I've been thinking a lot about lately. That it, There's a way in which ethics always has to be the top thing. Yeah. Like if you've got like capitalism without ethics if it's not nested with underneath ethics as a greater then it's just becomes like crony crony capitalism or sure or even communism without ethics just becomes you know dictatorship um like uh, science without ethics becomes just like well unethical experiments that you read about all the time right yeah and um anything any type of system that is above ethics in any way 
be deteriorates into like horror basically sure. that that always happens um and so the I, the position that idea is taking I, is that how you say it idea I, I think i think idea. It's, i would say it idea but idea? maybe it's okay, okay. idea is it know. idea eh <laughs> <laughs> maybe i don't know i don't know um but she's she's kind of like taking what should be the high ground that science yes. should be subordinate to ethics and at whatever point science decides that oh i'm above ethics um that's a problem yeah so she says here's a better one a better mission statement mission determine if it's possible to prompt the sun to explode and pi is this other person who argues the other side of it yeah, right? yeah. you lack a sense of humor and idea says at mm-hmm. least I don't lack a sense of ethics. Pi says kindly (laughs) savage. Pi says kindly refrain from going supernova on me before the sun does, Idea. Mm -hmm. But it's accurate. We're going to create a supernova for the purpose of scientific progress. That's our mission. And then Idea says our mission is to decide if such an irresponsible feat is even possible. So Mm. they're arguing about Right. What their real purpose is, right? That's right, because they're going to make it, and then they'll decide whether they use it later or that, not. That's but whether or not idea. it's even possible but he's is the going, first step. Or I don't know if Pi is a woman, actually. Or I don't know. I don't know. I actually don't know. But anyway, you know, that's kind of funny, actually. Do it. I, assumed it, I assumed the roles more or less in a similar way that you did. Um, okay, so then we got... Star has reached the end of natural life cycle. That's why I thought that, because it actually says it. <coughs> well, now approaching crazy, red giant stage. Warning, evacuate the sun station. Uh, hmm. Approximate time until the sun station is destroyed by expanding star X minutes, depending on how far you are into the loop. Uh, approximate time until star's death X minutes, X seconds. Okay, so sun station failed. Yarrow says, what happened? Yep. Did the sun station not fire? It fired, Yarrow, but it failed. The sun barely responded. There were infinitesimally small surface level changes, but they were barely visible even to the third eye. Even to the third eye. That's that was very a very interesting, interesting line. Yeah. I liked that quite a bit. There's um, two ways to read that. Like, is there? Do they have a sick third eye? Because they actually have three eyes, right. right? Or are they saying that even the subtle senses couldn't perceive a change? The metaphorical third yeah, exactly. eye or their literal third I eye? I don't know. Or is their literal third eye the metaphorical third eye? Good question, yeah. Yeah. That could be it. So, um, Pi says the sun station is useless. It will never and could never cause the sun to explode. I don't know what comes next, mm. my friends. I suppose we must start over, but I'm unsure how to start over. So yeah. they it totally failed. I mean, yeah. it failed miserably. Bad. Yeah, yeah. Like, it did nothing. Nothing. <laughs> and I think they determined that in order to make it work, they would need the amount of energy from a separate a supernova yeah. to then make this <laughs> one. And it's like, okay, uh, you've just you're in a circle they now. Just, they can't they can't harness the energy they need to make this yeah. experiment work. It's just not. They they do not have the capability to do it. Yeah. Yaro says, "Return to Ash Twin first, my friend. Perhaps a change of task would help." Uh, Spire noticed a comet approaching this star system that we'd like to investigate. Um, that comet is now here. It's like a relay. They yeah. use it. At, what's it called? There's a word for it. It's the, I wrote it down. Uh, the interloper, right? Yeah, Isn't right. that that? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's like a shuttle yep. that light goes along with that it. That was another time I died. I landed on it. <laughs> and I was like looking around and all of a sudden I hear crackling and ice melting. Yeah. I was like, oh, fetch. And I turn around and I just fly straight into the sun. <laughs> 
<laughs> it goes really close to the sun, yeah. right? It just like well, ooh, yeah. So it, slingshots it'll slingshot, it. but then at the end of the cycle, oh, because the sun's bigger. It's bigger. It actually That's just right. goes straight in because the sun's bigger. Yeah. Speaking of that, this uh, space station too, the sun station, it'll get enveloped. It gets d- uh, enveloped by the sun before the supernova as well. Yes, exactly. Probably so like you have to get seven, off this station, or else you'll get yeah, yeah. like absorbed by the sun. Uh, how is Idea? Idea says, we're well, Yaro, or well, as well as can be expected given the circumstances, though disappointed. I may have disagreed with exploding the sun, but I never wished the device would fail. I'd hoped our terrible work was finished. So Terri- that, Terrible work. So that is the result of what they tried to do. Um, and that, I think, we, I think we can leave off on the twins with that. Sure. And head over to Brittle Hollow. I think that's more or less the idea that I got was like, hey, this whole thing worked, but ooh, this new shiny comet just showed up. Like, let's move all our attention to this comet yeah. now. And it's like, what else are you going to do? They kind of gave up on it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we might as well find something else to right. put our energy and to, to, into. to do science to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know what else they're going to do. They got to do something. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> Ritavu says, pour one out for the sun station. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so Brittle Hollow. Yeah, Brittle Hollow. You probably pelted, spent more pelted time. by meteors. You spent more time on this planet than I did probably. I did. I have more notes here as well, although a lot of my notes, gosh, it was so hard to figure out what to take notes on I know, <laughs> for this like, game. Like, I don't know what's relevant. I don't want to just write down every hard. line of dialogue. It's hard. Yeah. yeah. But um, so in this one, you go up and you find the the musician of this, the resident musician of this planet. Yeah. It is Ryabek. Ryabek? 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 Ryabek, maybe. Yeah, playing the banjo. Mm. Um, and the first thing I noticed about this is that every minute or so, a massive, or not massive, a media, a fireball meteor, like, hits the, the planet. planet and yeah. breaks off a piece of it. Like, yep. Hence the name Brittle. Brittle, yeah. And yeah. it's hollow it's like because apart. the planet is hollow. It is hollow. And there's a black hole inside of it. Yes, yeah, yeah. which is crazy. Um, yeah, so there's a whole black hole in there. I fell into it. Yeah, this is so funny. I, this note, because I did this before our first episode. I had played yeah. part of this. This was my, um... Well, this was my second death, actually. Um, but I wrote, or actually probably my third one. But I wrote, oh, I saw that whole blight, blue light orb thingy again. Oh, <laughs> <The> yep. Supernova. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I didn't know what it was. But I fell through the black hole towards the end of the cycle anyways. Uh, and I was just chilling in space. and was just like, what's going on? And then the supernova happens, yes, right? Yes, right. And anyways, that was, that was very interesting. Um, but yeah, that was very fun. Um, I don't know a ton to say about this place. Um other than, did you? There is some of the dialogue. There, there's read. a lot of symbols in this planet. There was the one that we sort of already worked out about how they arrived. Yeah. And the ship was destroyed by the eye of the universe, and then they launched their pods and landed on different planets. So there's mm-hmm. a record of that. But did you take notes on this one? This I did. I looked symbol? at this one for a while. I, I couldn't make m- anything of it. Yeah, I was kind of struggling too. I was but like, I think it's a map actually. I think that's what I'd come to is that that's more or less a map because there is a location. See that center, the square? So these are different places, like different yeah. places on the planet There's itself. a location that looks kind of like that. Because is this you, hanging city in the middle and then like it connects to the different- That could be it. Locations, yes. like the towers, because there's like- the tower that you have to like get oh, to the end yeah, of the cycle right. and then let it fall into the black hole in order for you to like access. That's did right. you do that part? I did, yeah. yes, because that's the only way to get in. Because uh, you can't. Is it the Tower of Quantum Knowledge? Yeah, I think that something one? like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. So I did end up doing that, and I think I think that's what's going on there. But the, a lot oh, of yeah, the symbols. Oh yeah, that's exactly what it says. A mural of Brittle Hollow's locations. Okay. From the top clockwise, it depicts the Hanging City. Okay, so it's pretty self-explanatory. So I I did see a ton. I see a ton of symbols in this game, and I have a I have a pretty hard time reading them. They aren't. Um, yeah. They aren't. You know, typical for what I usually see. Tower of Quantum Knowledge. The Tower yeah. of Quantum Knowledge, Massive which is tower. really cool, by the way. Yeah, it's freaking dope. And it's got that gravity thing where you just kind of walk up it and you just like keep going. Doo, 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 doo. Yeah, um, those those little purple crystals. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, the Hanging City is really cool. Like, uh, I when you first, I think you get into the pod that crashed and you go through there and then there's just like... Yeah stairs leading down yeah but like yeah. they will break away and you gotta like oh yeah, crap yeah. if you like land on them too hard or whatever and they everything falls in this freaking giant black hole in the center of the planet um yeah, yeah this planet like, is doomed it's it's a really cool location and the way that they built the city was pretty cool too because it's like even in their time, it was constantly being like pelted and stuff, right? And yeah. oh, it's like unstable on the surface. Yeah, we gotta anytime, like live underneath. Yes, it. anytime you see writing, they're usually talking about how the meteors are just destroying all of their settlements. Yeah. Um, so we've got like, with the characters on this one were like Mallow, Cassava, Con, Con, Cane right. or Canoy, Conoy. Um, yeah. So they were different because this is Escape Pod One. I think Escape Pod Two was the one, or was it Three that landed on Timber? That was on Okay, yeah. Uh, not on Timber on um, the Twins. Uh, the Twins, yeah. Um, so there's a whole bunch of different places. Uh, you got the Gravity Cannon, the Hanging City. Uh, there's four districts of the Hanging City. So you got the Black Hole Forge, the Meltwater District, the Ice Shrine District, and the School District. Um, so you can explore that, read a bunch of different things. Um, the Northern mm -hmm. Glacier, the Old Settlement, no, the yeah. Southern Observatory, the Tower of Quantum Knowledge, and I think that's it. I think I listed them all. Crossroads, I think, is the other one. So, so how was your uh, sense of direction, especially in in well in both places? How, how well did you find your way around? Not well. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> it's really it's really difficult yeah. to keep a mental map because, like, the planet it's. It's kind of small. If I was on the outside, I can do a pretty good job on the outside. Once you get inside, though, there's so many staircases and bridges, and you know these little those those uh, those purple square like warp thingies, like gravity yeah. things. You get in it, and it like pulls, shoots you over to the other side. Um, I really, really had a like an almost an impossible time drawing a mental map. And there is a little symbol at the left on the HUD that kind of shows your tracks your progress a little bit. Yeah. It's like a dotted line, a little like you oh, know right, avatar, right. but um, it's, it's just a circle with, my, <laughs> yeah. I, I still, it's not a map. I couldn't read it. Um, it was still really hard for me to like do anything. This kind of goes back to what we were saying last time too, in that, yes, these planets are really small if you're comparing them to the size of real planets, <laughs> yes. but they're still really big in the sense that there's a lot to explore on. Yeah. There's tons. a, there's a lot to do and it, you can yeah. very easily get lost. So, so yeah. The thing that just killed me the most was. Getting to a certain point that takes a while, and then dying and having to do it again. <laughs> yeah. I know that. I know that's the whole game. Yes. Uh, live, die, repeat. Oh, is I, it Edge of Tomorrow. Yes, Edge of Tomorrow. <laughs> I do wish that the loop was a little bit longer than twenty. That would be minutes. awesome. Yeah. If it was even just thirty like minutes, thirty minutes, straight up thirty, get an extra eight. Yeah. I feel like I'd round it I'd, I'd, I'd I'd feel a little more confident that. I could accomplish something yeah. meaningful <laughs> in a, a single loop, but because it was hard enough for me 
to even find out where I was before or to even remember how I got to where I was before. And, but there's other other places to enter at, you know, mm-hmm. in each of the planets. You can always, I always ended up exploring somewhere else and kind of finding my way back to where I was anyways somehow. Um, not really even on purpose. It would just kind of happen. Yeah. Um, but it was like, I'm the kind of person where I, I really don't like doing things again. Um, luckily this game's pretty good to where a lot of the things to do is like it's reading. reading. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't need and to so read it again. you just run past it all and yeah. it's like, Hey, you can get back pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, but in that time, I know that's the point of the game. I'm not criticizing it. It's, it's what the game is. Uh, but I have a hard time wanting to do that. I remember we would play, um, back in 2010, we would play, um, Call of Duty World at War. Oh, sure. And we do the Nazi zombies thing yeah, right. and you're just like shooting all the zombies. Um, and you get like level up, you get to like level 30 or 40 and it's really fun. But the whole point is that eventually you're going to die. Yeah. You can't at win. At some point. There's no win. Yeah. You don't win. Um, and so a lot of people would get up to like level 40 and then die and be like, Oh, I'll bet you we could get up to level 42. And you got to do it and all I'm like, over again. Uh, but that's like, like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know that I want to do that. Right. Yeah. Like to go back to zero and then yeah. work up. It's, now this game's not to that. that extent. I agree with that. Um, but it is tedious to kind of do things over and over and over. Uh, cause I end up dying a lot in each in all of these places. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's talk about the black hole forge a little bit first. Oh, the black. So hole, yeah. the advanced warp core got Clary here. I have good news, Yaro. The advanced warp core is ready to be installed in the central chamber of Ash Twin. So they were building these. They were, well, we've already said it. they've been working with warp and gravity technology, right? Uh, Yaro says I'm intrigued. Love so. This is a little bit further ahead, but there's, there's a, you'll read different ones and you'll be like, um, I think one of them says, stop flirting with my sister. Or yeah. Whatever. There's a brother, sister here. Yeah. And then there's a guy who likes the, the girl. And what's really funny is that, um, there's a few times where it's like, oh, uh, Hey, um, I'm going to go, or I can't remember if it was the girl or the guy who was like, I'm going to go do this scientific experiment and then, or she was going to go. Uh, he's like, hey, do you want to do this thing? And she goes, yeah, I'm going to go do it. And he goes, oh, I meant like with me. <laughs> like I meant I would <laughs> yes, come too. And yes, that's where yes, the brother yes, yes. is like, okay, stop it. Yes. Really funny. It's Yaro and Poke it. are the two that are kind of together <clears throat> oh, okay, through this okay. process. So I'm intrigued. Love everyone here working on the Ash Twin project is excited to see it. So I think Yaro went to the twins and was working mm. there. And I think Poke was here. Okay. okay. Um, no, let's see. Pi is beyond herself with joy. Poke says, no, it isn't. Uh, Yaro, is everything well at the forge? Um, I guess he responded, no, it isn't. Uh, don't worry, love. Poke is only nervous. The core is, ex- or wait, no, it's Clary. Clary and Yaro are the ones that are together, not Poke. Uh, okay, I okay. get so confused. Okay, okay. I, I, okay so we talked about <laughs> this last time, how... Uh, These are, yeah, difficult they, names. She tried, the writer tried to um, make characters rather than just like this nebulous civilization like a race yeah, yeah yeah but it's still really hard for me to remember who's who oh yes in oh, text yeah. form like this yes um i don't know if there's really like a workaround or another way they could have done it where they could have had some holograms or something and you could have put faces to the names oh almost. that would have been interesting um, yeah that might have helped a little bit but i don't know it's not like a big deal it's just it yeah. is hard for me to remember who's who yeah. Despite the fact that that was the whole point of writing, you know, it this way. they could have they could have done handwriting differences between the two. That could have worked. Yeah. All of the writing looks the same except for the children. Yes, but you, I could see a way in which they could um, they could have had different flourishes for different characters. That would have been good too. Clary says, "Don't worry, love. Poke is only nervous. The more 
the core is extraordinary and her design work is beautifully clever. The core's durability could still be improved. I need more time, says Poke. Clary says, ignore her, Yarrow. Uh, see, see, Poke's a girl. I think they might all be female. I don't know who, I don't, see, I'm, I'm just confused <laughs> about who's who and what yes. gender they are. I, I just don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's hard to put it together without faces. To exactly, use. yeah. You just know nothing about these people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, ignore her, Yarrow, the core is finished, and if my sister tells you otherwise, then she will be finished as well. Okay, so assigning tower, aligning towers. So they got to align these towers. Regarding the warp towers on Ash Twin, does each tower have to be perfectly aligned with the center of the astral body to which it is tuned? You were touching on this earlier. Yes. Uh, Clary says, I enjoy precision as much as the next Nomai, but if, for example, the tower's base were to shift even slightly, that tower might no longer align with its astral body. Right. Clary says, more accurately, I enjoy precision as much as the next Nomai, provided the next Nomai is not poke. (laughs) 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 It's funny. It is funny. I do like the the writing. You know, it's witty. It's got some flavor to it. I I like the approach to it. I just wish I could keep track of (laughs) Of who is who. Yeah. You know, the issue that they're getting at here is that um, they can erect a tower on all of these planets, right? Yeah. Except the twins. Because the gravitational center of the twins is located in In between between them, not on one or the other. Because the center of mass that's considered one body, because they're so close, the center of mass would be in the middle of that sand stream that's going in between the two. And if the tower has to be exact and precise, and these planets are rotating at different uh, rates, right? Right. So it's not like you could just point it like it's going to move. That spells out an almost impossible problem for them. Yes. Okay, so then uh, Poke says, we don't need the alignment angle to be exact. It only needs to be within the five degrees of the astral body center. Poke, of note, this gives us a slightly longer warp window. I imagine this window will last roughly several seconds. Roughly several seconds. <laughs> roughly Very several precise. Seconds. <laughs> Super precise, right? Very good. Uh, as such, any Nomai stepping onto the warp platform during the active window will be immediately warped. Hmm. We will need to be careful around the platform for the duration of the time. It's active to avoid accidental transportation. Um, okay, so let's see. We got boarding area, uh, core delivery. Where am I uh, taking this first black hole core? And where am I taking the remaining cores once they're ready? The white hole. So talking about the white hole because there's the white hole station i haven't really like explored or know much about but they reference that all the time yeah they do so they have the sun station the white hole station they've got towers on all these different planets mm. warp cores like there's there's just a lot of stuff to keep track of and it, that's part of what i like about it though like i was i was thinking about this uh i i, I think i posted to twitter earlier today from playing last night that this game does exploration, I feel like, better than any other open-world, non-linear narrative that I've ever seen. Hmm. Uh, okay. For a couple of different reasons. One, it feels, especially in the beginning, like there's no end to the mysteries. Yeah, that's, it's like that you can't does. You can't get to the end of one rabbit hole before you've opened up six others. Yeah. And so it just, it's overwhelming. It's just like, wow, like, am I ever going to figure this out? There's almost a part of me that doesn't care. Because oh, sure. it's just so fascinating, yeah, yeah. endlessly fascinating, yeah. that I feel like I could play this 
And I know it's not going to be the truth. I mean, eventually I'm going to reach the end of these mysteries, but it feels in the beginning stages like I'll never get there. And I know you're the type of person who you you enjoy the journey more than the finishing of the thing, right? This is the kind of game that I would just not finish ever. Yeah. I would play. I would. I'm going to have to finish this for the podcast. (laughs) I'm not going to do everything I would normally do. But this is the type of game I would put 50, 60 hours in. And then just put down the controller at the very end and say, I don't really want to <laughs> beat the last <laughs> I boss. remember <laughs> when you were playing through Skyward Sword. <laughs> yeah. That and was... <laughs> you literally just had to beat the final I boss. I just didn't want to. And man. I was like, I was almost frustrated. I was like, dude, just fetching beat it. <laughs> like, just beat it. Just fight the I, boss. It's cool. I and you just... were like, no, I don't want to. You're like, no. just didn't want to finish the game. I didn't want the world to be over. I didn't find any meaning in the end of the journey. I didn't find any um, yeah. any solace in closing the book. I want to keep the book open. Yeah. And there's other people I've met who are kind of similar. It's like they don't yeah. ever finish games. They just kind yeah. of play them and then they sort of lose track and then they start something else new and they just right. kind of get halfway through-ish and, they, and then, <laughs> oh, they start something else. They don't like to finish games. Um, That's so this is the type of game where I could see myself being that way. Okay. Yeah. Like I will finish it because we're covering it for the podcast. Right. But there is a part of me that really enjoys just being lost in this endless set of seemingly endless set of mysteries. Mm. And it plays into my love of astronomy and just space in general where that is the case. We just don't really understand it. And and we probably never will. Yeah. It's, 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 it's an endless set of what is dark matter? Like how, how, what is quantum entanglement? (laughs) And and why does it exist? Endless mysteries. And it's so vast and just unfathomable. Yeah. And there's some part of that that is so endlessly fascinating and this game is giving me those vibes to where like I could just sit there going through just endless 22 minute cycles. Yeah, yeah. Let's just go try this this time. Yeah, go here. <laughs> and, and, and not really make that much progress and not really be bothered by it. Right. It would still so, be time well spent. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, and in addition to that, this is something that Heon from our Discord brought up that I really agree with, but I wanted to give credit to him because he, he put it really eloquently in the way he talked about it. In in a lot of other open world sort of uh, non-linear narratives mm-hmm. um, where you go around reading like documents or listening to audio files or whatever that uh, sort of yeah, like yeah. explain the story. Mm-hmm. Um, generally, those are not required for completing the game. It's just flavor text or lore it's peripheral to what you actually need to do like the actual tasks and objectives to complete the game yeah in this game you must do this if you're going to have any idea how to progress and complete the game so it's not like in that instance it's not like um like breath of the wild where you could just go kill ganon great if you know what you're doing yes it's not like that no you're not going to figure out how to do it unless right. you do this archaeological work. Yeah, yeah. Right? Which is pretty awesome. Oh, like, yeah. In Breath of the Wild, you don't have to get the memories. Right, that's right? true. That yeah. actually explain the story. Yeah. Like, you could totally ignore those and still 
go do the different uh, beasts and and win the game right. without really knowing the story. Any in the this, story. they are inseparable. Like you must understand the story. The environmental storytelling and the archaeological work you're doing is tied directly to your uh, your capability of actually ad- progressing through the story yeah. and beating the game. There's something deep about that. Yes, There's it's something awesome. something really cool about it. It's awesome. It's intertwining the concept of physics and cold space, which is uncaring and, and what would you call it? Um, you know, just the, the, well, it's mixing in uh, the material reality of like supernovas and like heat death of like the galaxies and the universe uh, with the narrative realities that we experience on an intersubjective level of like what's meaningful to us. And it's mixing those two together uh, really well in a way where you have to have both. You can't just, you can't just meaninglessly um, like interact with the game uh, absent uh, a a larger story, absent finding your spot in a larger story. Maybe that would be it. Right. And that the story, I don't know. That's, that's really cool. I like that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very true. And I, and I think that more, open world, non-linear games mm-hmm. should do this more often. Yeah. Don't just use the audio tape scattered throughout the world <laughs> That's right. as a way of optionally figuring yeah. out what's going on. Um, like, yeah. Tie it into directly being even capable of advancing. Yeah. Make the player pay attention to these clues in the environments that tell the story. And, and piece it together. So you can't, cause, cause it's not, it's not as easy as just go kill the boss, right? Like if it's just killing, if killing is the point of the game, then fine, whatever, you know, all you need to do, just go kill the boss. But if the point is understanding, then you have to participate in the narrative. Yes. <laughs> you, you, you don't just understand it by going and killing the boss. No. You didn't beat the game. You didn't do what you're supposed to do within the confines of the game. Yeah. Like if the point of the game is to understand or to not just mindlessly kill things, um, then, yeah, then you can't just skip the story because that's where the understanding comes from. Right. Very cool. Yeah, it's great stuff. Um, you know what? We've been going for a while. We have, and it's we haven't really because I, mean, I haven't even explored the uh, the moon. The the what do they call it? Hollow's Lantern? I haven't gone there either. I haven't yet. gone there yet. Yeah, there's the probably lantern. still a lot more for me to see on Brittle Hollow because I just didn't get through it. So maybe okay. we'll kind of return and finish Brittle that Hollow. That sounds next good. Time. That sounds good. And let's pick, let's pick two things to do. But well, one let's that's for short. sure do the 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 um the giant. Sorry, um the gas giant. Oh, the um, gas giant planet. Okay. Um, well, yeah, let's do that because Cuz I went there, but I haven't I haven't I can't I'm not going to I can't talk about it yet. But let's do that because I want to talk I want to talk about the the thing that the blue orb comes from. Ah, the little okay, yes. the little station there, hmm. which I did go explore nice. because I just couldn't I, I couldn't, couldn't resist it. it anymore. It's like, what the <laughs> fetch is that? I have to know right now. <laughs> yeah. So let's do Giant's Deep and that as okay. the two things, because one is very short. You Giant's Deep and then like, that. The you know, one cycle, basically. Okay, cool. Um, and then we'll try to finish up Brittle Hollow. So let's just leave off there. Okay, sounds I good. I freaking love this game. It's really fun. This is It's like a true amazing. sandbox. It's amazing. But with a story. I yes, don't know, it's, it's so good. It's amazing. Yeah, um, this, is, this is a top 10 
for me already game of all time. I freaking and love it. You got to redo your top 25 I know. tweet. I got to redo it already. Already. It's, it's already. I got like to yoink out. Uh, <laughs> what was at the end of that? I think. I can't remember. I think Journey was, but how can I kick Journey out? Journey's I know. Too you got to kick something else out. I got to find something else. <laughs> anyway. All right. See you guys next week. Peace, Peace out. <laughs>